Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. All right, here we go. Recap pod. It is week three in the books. Nebraska improves to two and one on Mm -hmm. the season. They take down Buffalo 28-3. Bo Robert Rude is in the hizzy. Nicholas Allen Baugh is also in the hizzy. Lots to dive into with this game. First of all, you went to the game, correct? Yes. You, I didn't know if you the heat scared scared you off because they were doing, you know, they did the whole like on the field feels like. They, yeah. it, I almost thought there's no way. BTN was trying to say on the field it felt like 131 degrees. That seems like a lot. That I mean, seems like. But but the, the big the big thing with being on that field though is it's the little rubber pellets. That's the big once they went to the new field turf, those things make it like it just like the heat it makes it ra- hotter. It radiates off those Whoa, rubber. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I always felt like when you're on the field turf versus grass, grass seems like it's like we're on ice today, oh, folks. But when man. you're on the field turf, it is just a little bit hotter. What was the hottest game you played in? Your is there one that I don't know. There wasn't anyone that was like they were specifically like crazy. They hot. always felt hot in the first two. Well, weeks so how hot there. was it? I mean, was it like Jim Carrey inside the Rhino of Ace Ventura? Not too? quite. No. <laughs> <laughs> like not that hot. Not hot as those rhinos. Got warm in these rhinos. <laughs> it wasn't quite that hot. Um, I think everybody was really worried about the heat. Like, I think we was like, should we go this game because it's going to be a hot one? And he got out there and it was like, it was it not that bad? bad? No. In, I mean, in the I stadium, was anticipating like no. just tailgating was great. It okay. felt it felt pretty good because the breeze was there. Yeah. Um, when you kind of got cut off from the breeze, it was a little bit just like sticky. But so okay, that's good. I mean, I was bad. I thought it was like unbearable. No, but, they were acting like people were gonna be like dropping like right. flies you out. Could bring there. a water bottle and all that stuff. And they let like, you bring a water. Yeah, that means they're scared. That's telling you something, yeah. you know. But, but it so, wasn't so. Bad. So you didn't see anybody getting carried off by the American Red Cross or anything like that. No, that's usually what happens. But it didn't. I don't know. It didn't seem that bad. <laughs> I just didn't know if it was like Ace Ventura inside that rhino or not. It, no, not rhino hot. They did a good job of making it seem like Jim Carrey was hot inside that thing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that, was, that was ridiculous. What a scene! Get, he had to get out of there. He had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so here's my plan. You and I have not even discussed a game plan. We're just we're, we're going into this thing, which I like. I, I actually usually I like sometimes I like to have a pregame meeting with you. Sometimes yes. I like to just surprise you. We don't talk after the game, but before the pod, we usually have like a yeah. 20 minute like, oh, man, like kind of get get an idea. We didn't even do that. today. No. So here's kind of I want to just go through all three phases, discuss, dissect. But I want to start with, with, and I, I wrote down like concerns through three games, things I'm confident in through three yeah. games, then a quick peek to next week. That's kind of like, you know, the itinerary for for the day here. But 
but I want to I want to start with this. So Nebraska beats Buffalo twenty eight to three, and I think you have to always take a snapshot of how you were feeling heading into the game. Yeah, I was nervous for this game. I thought the fourteen point spread seemed crazy to me. Uh, now I thought Nebraska would win, but I thought this thing was going to go right down to the fourth quarter and be a close game. So all things considered. I walked away from that game pretty pleased with what I saw from Nebraska because that game should have been 45 to three, 48 to three. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I I wanted to, I was just a little surprised. And sometimes, I don't know, like the, some of the angst from, from people after the game that I talked to or listening to big red overreaction, some of the calls, uh, Seeming like they were still a little like, it's still not good. It's still like, and yeah. I'm, listen, I'm not saying they're a great team, but I guess just overall, like when you stood up and exited the Rhino that was Memorial Stadium, <laughs> did you feel, how did you feel? Uh, I felt good. I mean, I felt fine. It, it was a good win. Um, I think it's, you know, getting two wins in a row has, I mean, rewind the clock two weeks ago after Illinois, people were it was doomsday we yes. were using the word doomsday people writing the obituaries for yes. frost like this thing's over obituaries doomsday that, those were yes. the words we were using two wins um some some good plays right some big explosive plays uh stingy defense things like that have calmed husker nation down a little bit have put us in a better place and i think that was much much needed um i left the stadium feeling pretty dang good okay i so the story of the game to me was the defense, like really good performance. They, so they hold Buffalo to three points. They had one interception that set up a touchdown. They had six tackles for loss. They were really, really disruptive. Let me give you a few nuggets to chew on with this yeah. defense before we kind of dive into this game and what we're seeing. So uh, Husk guys on Twitter tweeted this out. So Buffalo had averaged 275 yards rushing per game over their last 10 games. Nebraska held him to 135 yards rushing, forced him to have to kind of throw the ball a bunch. Uh, the black shirts haven't given up a touchdown in six quarters now. Um, there's a BTN stat that they kind of flashed on the uh, on TV where th- this one's kind of like a wordy, but you'll you'll like it. this was the seventh game in a row now that Nebraska has held the opposition to under 400 yards of total offense. That is, there are only two streaks in the last 10, 12 years that are longer. There was an eight-game streak from 2009 to 2010, where the final two games of the 2009 season and the first six of 2010, where they held their opponents to under 400 yards. And then there was a 14-game streak, 2008 to 2009. Last three games, 2008, and then the first 11 opponents of 2009. So... This seven-game streak that they're on here started after Illinois last year. So Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota, Rutgers last year, and then Illinois, Fordham, Buffalo this year, where they have held teams to under 400 yards. And now, last nugget to chew on, Nebraska has now held back-to-back opponents to a touchdown and a field goal for the first time since 2003. Whoa. So... I want to start there framing like, I don't think this is like the 2009 defense by any stretch of the imagination, but they've put together a a seven game run here. That's pretty good. And really the last two games, particularly last six quarters, 
has been pretty good. And and for sure, yesterday against Buffalo, really good. What when you were watching yesterday, what was the biggest prevailing thing that stood out to you with with what the black shirts did? I think we we tackle pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, to me, just the the simple fact of like, you know, we don't always we're not always perfect where like somebody doesn't slip through and you know they there's a hole and they they gash us for seven or eight. But we make the tackle, right? Yep. I think we had one big miss that led to like a 30 or 40 yard run. But that's it. On the game, you said 100 and well, how many, 135 35 rushing. rushing, right? Against a team that really, really, really tried to run the ball a lot. Pretty good running back. We tackled, though. Like they were, they would get through and we'd tackle. Um, and that's the thing that I think our linebackers and our uh, defensive backs have done a pretty good job of is yes. just. Get the guy down. Like when when he when they get through and get eight or ten, you tackle them. And if you don't miss those, um, it's the, hard to. Yeah, yeah you're it, right. It's like, like yeah, then it's, it's like yeah, they might get a hundred yards, but they'll never you know get those extra you know like game busting back breaking plays that right. I think really then you lose all your momentum with defense. It keeps you in it as a defense to just tackle well. Right. Um, scheme aside, talent aside, if you tackle well, good things happen. I think we've tackled pretty well. So That's far. interesting. I would. I mean, of all the things, this is why you're the perfect cut. Like, I wouldn't have... Saying when you saying that, it's like, well, duh, yeah, they did tackle well. Yeah, like, and we don't, and that's not always the case no, with defenses. Like, no, it gets these, they get leaky yards, and then you start pressing. I think, and so when you tackle well, I think good things happen for your defense. Isn't it funny how? A lot of football, you know, there's 22 guys on the field. There's all these elaborate schemes that take place on rules and this and that. But oftentimes the game comes, a a play comes down to here is Luke Reimer. Here is the running back. Can you tackle like a one-on-one situation where you got to make the play? Yeah. And more often than not, especially in the back seven right now, those guys are, are, are really tackling well. They're, te- they're coming up. I mean, I, I like our, their secondary. They're, they've gotten, God, I mean, I'm just remembering back when we were, I think, under the Riley. Like, just they we were weren't coming up and, ta- yeah, we weren't coming I mean, up and tackling. Pardon my French. Speak French. Speak it freely. They were pussies. <laughs> they were pussies. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think we we are tackling better, um, and our linebackers are doing – I thought our linebackers looked good. That, that's the, that's where I want to take the conversation. We'll talk specifically about Luke Reimer, but, like, in my opinion, what, what we're seeing is the linebacking core played their ass off yesterday. From Reimer to Henrich to Garrett Nelson to JoJo Doman to Kalarvik's yeah. come in and made some plays. Uh, those guys in particular, to me – that's the best I think a linebacking core has played in a while at Nebraska. And I mean, I listen, he's your brother and he's one of my best friends, but like Barrett clearly is doing a good job with those dudes because those guys yeah. are balling. He's done a good job uh, for sure. But I, I also think like, like I'm going to single out like Nick Henrich. I think Nick Henrich is a kid that is uh, he's just a good football. I mean, he's, He's a good player, and right. I'm, I watch him out there. And so I think Reimer's got more speed. He's got he's a kind of a more of a playmaker. But Henrich is solid. So Henrich has been a really nice, uh, steady addition this year because he didn't really play last year no. that much. He played on the edge a little bit. He was kind of just utility guy. 
Um, he was banged up too. Didn't he, he got hurt in the spring maybe, and it kind of set him back. Yeah, and he was hurt his whole freshman yeah. year. But uh, he's a good player. So he's a gr- like him, and then Reimer obviously is like Reimer's got like the speed and explosion, and he's a he's a playmaker. So right. um, I think in Reimer, he just he, I think he missed one tackle and. But other than that, like Reimer's been solid too. I mean, really, well, he's, he's I, I figured you would appreciate it because I remember you did this, I think, against Iowa State, or there was one game you timed up. Henrich in the second half figured out the snap count. I know. I, I love mean, it. Nick, that's what football <laughs> players do. Like the better you, like the, the good football players, um, it's the little things, right? right. It's, it's the angles you take, uh, it's the way you anticipate uh, your movement and like timing a blitz. Like he just went for it because he, he knows like he, he had it. He does because like, it's an instinct thing, right? right? Guys that don't have instincts can't make that um, attempt. Right. Good players right. can't. I think I mean, he, that's a good. He was thing so <laughs> he timed it up so good. He almost overran. Like he got in there and was like, who has yeah. like he overshot it to the point where he didn't even know Love who it. had the ball necessarily it's disruptive. And that was because that was a play that Reimer almost got another interception. It might have been after. So I think it went Reimer interception, then Gabe Irvin two-yard touchdown run, and the very next play, Henrik timed it up. Yeah. And they almost had another interception. But I figured you were the first person I thought of. I'm like, you know, I that love is that. like I, I love that. that. That was your favorite play. I love of the game. stuff like that's that's the stuff about football that I I really absolutely love. Well, I just thought yesterday, uh guys made not only being sure tacklers, guys made timely big plays. Like Big third down. Here comes Garrett Nelson down the edge. Yeah. Tackle for loss. Darian Daniels snacks uh had a had a He was hungry. He had a snack. <laughs> um snacks. Snack Reese's pieces in the backfield. Get it. Get the Skittles there, snacks. But and then Reimer on fourth down made a hell of a play on that. That was great. But see, that's that's the stuff where I, I think when we talk about talent and recruiting, like you can be on your assignment that play and try to do your job. If you're not as fast as Luke Reimer is, that guy gets the first down. Right. Because you have to be, you have you to have identify a gear. And go. That's a that's a back into the flat, no help. You're crossing the field. At some point, you just have to have talent to make the play there. Right. And that's where you got to be well coached. You got to be disciplined. And your talent makes the play behind the line, though. Right. He has the talent. Oh, because that did you see your brother? Have you seen the TV reaction? Your brother. He was on the field. He your was, brother. That was the, your brother is usually very mild mannered. Yes. Like he, that was by far the most animated I've seen him <laughs> as a coach. He needs to work. I mean, he was on the field hopping. Oh, yeah. That's me. He was excited. pumped after that play. But I, I mean, but what what is it that the I mean, because we're talking about its instincts, it's it's talent. Yeah. But like what else? Because to me, that's the strength. I thought the strength of this defense was going to be the secondary. So far, I think the strength has been the guys. I think it's Reimer, Henrich, Nelson, JoJo, to me, have been awesome. Yeah, I think they've been. What are you seeing? Like, what from a guy that was an all Big 12 linebacker? Like, what? I think they're just, they play hard. They're solid. I think they're, they're disciplined guys right now. Um, I am, I'm also like, I was expecting the secondary to be head and shoulders are strength. Um, and I think they've been sort of like they've they've had flashes and they've been like there's been a few moments where like we gave up a couple of third and longs yesterday where um, I mean, we want them to be perfect. That's not maybe, um, you know, reasonable. But um, I still think the secondaries 
going to hit their stride. I think the defensive line is still hasn't quite hit their stride. Um, but I do like, I think they'll get uh, Casey Nelson back um, or Casey Rogers, I'm Casey, sorry, Rogers, Casey yeah. Rogers back. And I think that will help and just keeping those guys fresh. But yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I, I, think I think they're like, they're, they're all doing pretty well right now, but I think we have a, a next level up we can get to. Well, I think, I mean, and we'll get to this guy in a little bit. Cause even frost brought him up kind of like unsolicited in the press conference. Like when we talk about the secondary, maybe not looking great. I think a lot of his Cam Taylor Britt, like has not played well. I mean, even like the play, they convert a third down on a comeback route with the bat with the end yeah. zone in their shadow. And Cam, Cam goes for an intercept, tries to run through the pass, goes for an interception where he wasn't ever going to get that ball. And that's when the guy caught the ball behind. He wasn't yeah. going to, you got to come up and get the, like make the tackle. Yeah. Like I just don't think he's played well. And I think it's, that it's, it's yeah. He's probably the, cause he's a, like we've been talking about, he's probably our best player. Yes. And he really hasn't, uh, the plays haven't come to him, and he hasn't made the, the opportunities he's They've had. They've kind of like gotten third. Like you talk about giving up third down conversions. It's kind of been on cam yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I think he said three or four the last couple weeks. And But like I, I still trust cam. So do I. And I trust that like over time, as long as he stays on his game, those plays will come to him. I don't know if it's one of those like – it's like this is my year. I got he's pre- maybe is he pressing, but he I, I think he's if he just plays his game normal like he always has, good things will happen. I just think the the first three weeks have not fallen his way. I think for something that I like just is psychoanalyzing from my couch with Cam. I think when you think about, I think first of all his struggles at punt return have have spilled into other parts of his game, yeah. which that's kind of how life works. I mean, that can happen where like you have an issues with you, your girlfriend, it spills into other areas of your life. Am I right? Or am I right? Is is Nick, it? are you trying to tell me that you're struggling on this podcast? I'm struggling. You, Kim, you got it. What happened last night? Nick? Tell me tell me Did she yell at you? She yelled at me. Uh, <laughs> she, but we'll get I, through this. We'll, together. Get, we'll, okay. we'll do this together. Okay. Okay. By the end of this thing, we'll have this all figured out. Um, she just doesn't. She's yelling at me. you, isn't she? She's yelling at <laughs> but, uh, Cam seems like he wants to make a. He likes wants to win the game. Like he he's he's trying too hard to make a huge play every play. Yeah, but so instead of like third and seven, just we we're trying to get off the field. He's like pick six. It's like yeah, punt return. Ball's going to no no no. I'm fielding this thing and I'm housing it. It's like yeah. Like he, he needs to like it, listen to yacht rock and just like <laughs> calm down. Just listen to Michael McDonald and everything will calm down. He came from somewhere back in her long ago. <laughs> I mean, he needs to listen to Steely Dan. He needs to listen to Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers. Just, just go to Yacht Rock, sailing, just like, smooth and easy. Just, that would be what I would do. Yes, I would go as to him. a coach, as a coach. Cam, 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 Cam. Here's a CD, Yacht Rock. Go into Before your room, game. light Before a candle, and just listen to it and calm down, bro. Yeah. I think you feel needs, me. Is Yacht Rock what needs Yacht to happen? Yacht Rock is not a bad suggestion because it just needs to. He's pressing. Like if he doesn't drop that punt, the first game, right? right. 
against I think Illinois. set the tone in a lot of ways. Because then now, like, I, I really believe then the other punt returns, he's thinking about, he goes, I got to just catch this punt. Right. And not let it, you know, then, and then something, it bounces and it, it, it messes up. So then the next time he's like, just catch it instead of thinking the right move was, you got to yell Peter. Peter, Peter. Yes. But he's thinking, I got to catch this punt. Right. Because he's so worried about the last play. And it's and, all and it's here. He just, I understand it because so we I. all would be right, thinking that. Right. But he thinks he's got to like, uh, like yeah. I got to make up for, like in some ways he's like, I got to make up for the Illinois game. It's like, and then like, oh, Steely I, Dan. I, I, yeah, Steely, just Yacht Rocket, Yacht <laughs> Rocket. <laughs> Smooth and steady. <laughs> but you're right that like, I, I just think everything yeah. is compounding and he's just like. Trying, he's, to make, trying to make the pick where making the tackles right play is because right. you might be, pre- I, I think there's a degree you're pressing. Right. So is he, so what is, is he listening to like White Snake, Here I Go Again before the game? Is he listening to like. Uh, I, I tell you what, I would, I would bet my life game? he's not listening to White Snake. <laughs> Um, what was it? I, mean, I don't even know. The, like, this is where I'm a little out of touch with the most popular rappers in the game. Yeah, everybody talks about the baby. The baby was. Well, I mean, there's there's way too many babies going on. Babies? First of all, there's, there's baby. more than one baby. Well, there's multiple. Well, first of all, baby of Cash Money Records with Lil Wayne and the big timers. There's baby. You know, you know that stunting like my daddy. I be yeah. stunting like that's baby. That's a guy. Oh, I didn't know baby. He's baby. Then there's the baby. And then there's also Lil Baby. Like at this point, we need to have like someone needs to come out and just we need to cap. We've just no more babies in hip hop for got baby a decade. And Lil baby. The baby we got, and we got Lil baby, the baby. baby and Lil Baby. That's three babies. It's way too many babies. I mean. So is your guess that Cam Taylor Britz listened to one of the three babies? I would put. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what I'd bet on. But he needs some yacht babies. rock. He needs some yacht rock. Just calm down. Yes, that's what he needs. Yeah. Okay. Well, Michael McDonald. He needs. <laughs> he, he. Yes, that's what he needs. Right. He needs some taking it to the streets in yes. his life, doesn't that, he? That's right. That would oh, just God. set everything right. By the way, on the Fourth of July, when I was with you and your brother, I was trying to like my my phone was messing up. I was trying to like inundate us with a bunch of Michael McDonald taking it to the streets, and we were like sell it. We were like on the lake and it just i was frustrated with my phone that day by the oh, way that's right we were trying to get a yacht rock game right okay i mean we were talking about the defense and went bananas here but like no because we were talking about the linebackers playing well we thought it would be the secondary but i think a lot of that is when when your top dog isn't playing great yeah that's gonna affect how i mean because like deontay williams has played well dismuke's done fine yeah. you know like those guys have made plays it's just cams not yeah and newsom newsom was getting most of like i mean let's give cam credit most of the time they don't throw at cam they right. throw at newsom we act like cam's getting like shred no no he's not getting cam's shred, doing fine but- cam's doing fine he's just hasn't been as good as we were like ready for him to be and he can be like he's to be right. our best player we know the level is probably a notch up from where he's at but he'll get there all he's got to do is play his right. game right so right I still think he's our he's our best player in the secondary. Uh, Newsom is probably going to see the most balls thrown him this year. So, and Newsom, I think Newsom is is starting to find his his feet. You know, and he's he's been tackling well too. Yeah. I think he's done a good job. And, and Dismuke and Dante Williams come downhill and they'll hit, knock yeah. your head off, which is great. But I just, but with real quick, let's go to Reimer for a second though, because we talked about the unbelievable fourth down play. But you know, the guy has 16 total tackles yesterday he has the interception which was an amazing play that's not an easy to bat a ball and then catch it and then he made a pretty good run it just 
was actually an amazing spot by the official that they saw in real time to see that he did yeah. step out. But and that sets up a touchdown. And in all reality, the game, even though I felt like Nebraska was in control, that game or that play probably sealed the game. That was it. That clinched it for sure. But Reimer, it's just. It's amazing. What was it about him that he was a walk on? Like, I'm just it's amazing. It's is he's his he transferred from a, a small school in Kansas. Right. Went to, to Lincoln Star. North Star. And I think he was good. He, he was he's not a huge guy. He's like six one. And in, in high school, he's probably a, a buck eighty five. He could he could definitely run. But um, he was just a little bit under the radar. Right. He's a yeah. guy that just. He's at North Star. I don't know how good North Star was then, but I don't think they were that good. Uh, they've never been that good. It's just and, amazing to think about, like a. I a, mean, Nick, and, and he was a he was gonna go to South Dakota State, right? You know, a change of heart. His family's uh, his family's a bunch of people from Nebraska and their Husker fans, and um, that was a big part of it. And I think you know he he was a Nebraska fan and said this is where I want to do it. And um, I, I do. My brother called me. A couple days into camp, right. it was, I mean, not his even freshman year. His freshman year. Yeah. I'm not not even three days into camp, and he goes, "I'm not so sure this guy's not our best line." Like immediately, <laughs> right? It wasn't even like, "Oh, this," you know. Yeah, it was like, like he started making plays right. immediately, and that's rare for a freshman. Like I'm talking a five star, yeah. best recruit in the country. If you're the guy that jumps off the screen immediately, that's that's really hard to do yes. as a freshman linebacker. Usually not strong enough, fast enough, smart enough. And this guy comes in as a walk-on, and they everybody's eyes open. Well, think of his two plays. I mean, the, the fourth down play was an amazing play. And then the pick is an amazing play. That's kind of – both those plays are a little bit like – you either got it or you don't. You got. You have to have it. Those are those are big those time are plays. plays. Yeah. But man, but I just thought it was. I thought they were disruptive, as you pointed out. They tackled well. Um, I thought they made timely big plays. Whether it was Snacks, Nelson, Henrich, Doman, uh, Doman. They went for it on fourth down, and Doman strung out the quarterback, and then went and got him really well in the yeah. second half. Uh, but it's just you know, I, I said it before the season in our little season preview that I was a little higher on this team than maybe some other people were. And the biggest reason why was the defense yeah. and the last game and a half in particular is that was, is kind of what I was seeing. Like, I just think that side of the ball, you've seen improvement. You've seen growth. You've seen player development like that. You are seeing it on that side. Yeah. I think if we, if we could find a pass rush, legitimate pass rush and then just guys like Joe Joe and Reimer and Cam and Deontay if those guys just play their game they'll start really flashing as the year goes on so I think if we can just like if we can just keep it together and keep building um good things can uh, can really happen with this defense because we have three or four guys that are, are good good players right everybody else just needs to do their jobs right but yeah because there were I think there was no sacks yesterday um yeah. Which is obviously frustrating, uh, but at the same time, they were trying to they were trying to run. They were really trying to run the ball, and they, I mean, they scored three points. And really, other than they got into the red zone, and then they had a personal foul that backed them up out of like, yeah, and then they missed a long field goal. I think 
but other than that, they maybe got in the red zone late, but they really didn't even. I mean, Nebraska kept them at bay and controlled them for the majority of that game. In the first half, one of my big takeaways just in general was I thought Buffalo got some they got some untimely calls and they kind of shot themselves in the foot a few different times where yeah. I've, I'm so used to that being Nebraska. I watched Buffalo do it. Like, you know, they got, they got this, uh, they got a penalty that moved them back. They got an, yeah, which uh, I can't remember what that was. It was, uh, you know, it, it was, they ran like a jet sweep and yeah. Nebraska blew it up. I can't remember what the, penalty then, then they have like, now. they had like a illegal receiver downfield one or yeah, legal formation. They had the, they had the coach, line the coach had a sideline yeah, warning. Like, and they had a couple bad face, ma- they had a face mask penalty. Like they had a couple bad, like it was those timely penalties that I, that like, man, those really, that's how you lose games. I thought they really had about just, three or four of those. That right. They cost themselves a chance to win. Uh, by making but at the same plays. time, and we'll get into this as we go into the offense, Nebraska had Nebraska some, found, yeah. Some, I mean, they had – it's one thing to have a play here or there go against your way. Nebraska had touchdowns called back because of some crappy calls that we'll yeah. get into. But um, are we good with the defense? You want to go, you want to, go to the offense? Let's move on. But shouts out to the black shirts. I mean, they were really yeah, – they good were job. very good yesterday. And I just – those linebackers, man, whew, you guys are balling. But with the with the offense, let's preface everything with this. Something you got to keep in mind. This offense is already thin at weapons. You open up the chest of weapons and there's already like. (laughs) 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 Nope. No, there was was a grenade that looks like it's from 1997. That's not. Can we order a (laughs) Torre? Can we order one of those Torres from Montana? Hey, did we order more than one Torre? Do we you have gotta get three of those Torres, huh? <laughs> no. But the problem is, you open that chest right now, and Oliver Martin is out. Omar Manning is out. Austin Allen caught one ball, and then I think it hurt his ankle. He was out. Xavier Betts, famous Dave Ribs, got hit or something like that, so he was out. Yeah. And then Vokalek has been out. It's something you forget about him, but like. That's a so for a group that is already thin. Again, you open that chest and bats fly out of it. I mean, there's just <laughs> nothing in there. You are down. What is that? Five of your six, five, five of your biggest weapons. So I think we need to start with the understanding that like how you assess everything offensively needs to be like. I'm not trying to make excuses, but these are realities. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that, you know Martin Manning, Allen, Betts are like you know. I don't think they're the they're all big ten all conference well, we, studs, they but like they there. need those guys out there. Yeah. Martin had a hundred yards in the first game. Manning's a, a beast. Austin Allen's the best pass catching tight end. Xavier Betts has shown. I mean, they did the little pop pass again, and he got around the corner. Like, dude looks the part. And then Vokalek like is solid. You know. Well, and I think he, the the play to me more than Betts's sweep that, um, really kind of solidifies what everybody's been looking for. They just threw it down the field. It was a little underthrown, and he like yeah, tips it, catches it. For, it was a great play, it's right? Play. The hold takes takes the touchdown back, but Betts' ability to just like, he can go deep. Right. He can go get the ball. That is something that we are so desperate for. He's the guy that can do it. So I, I hope he's fine. I think he'll be okay. Um, I hope so, too. I don't know. I'm yeah, not totally I, sure what. I thought again. I thought they said it's someone. He's ribs. a skinny guy, though. Yeah. Usually, the skinny guys like when you hit them hard, they're like, like ah, dang, ah. Man. but so. well, 
you know, we talked about defense winning one-on-one. I mean, offense, it's the same thing, just reversed. Like, and Betts is one of the few guys on the team that you kind of feel like can win in a one-on-one scenario, whether it's a catch, outrunning a guy, and you need those dudes. And they don't have a lot of those guys, right? He's a vertical threat. Yes. He is a guy that you have to, you have to have somebody that's willing to back up for him. But I think, I think it's important to frame everything that you saw offensively through those lens to begin with. Um, And then the other part of yesterday's offensive performance was you do have, we got the three touchdowns wiped off the board because of penalties. One, we talked about the bets one. Looked like a legitimate hold. I mean, that was a hold to me. I mean, yeah, he kind of put him in the, you know. Yeah, when 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 he's on past you and you still got the hand there, it's, <laughs> man. it was it. it was probably not good. But uh, so that's taken off the board, legitimate. But the other two, give me a break. The offensive pass interference on the wheel route to Teray was I I so I had I still haven't seen it. They didn't oh, show a replay in the stadium, and I couldn't I didn't get a chance to it watch was it. Bad. Who who was it called on? I think it was on Hickman. It was either on Hickman or or Falk or Lever. One of the two. Like they ran two guys, so it was just you know it was it was twins out split towards the Nebraska sideline, and they kind of just ran. It was just a double double slant, slant wheel. Yeah, and it was bad. I thought it was a horrible call. That's two. That's two weeks two. in a row of that. Yes, I mean there's been which is frustrating. But I thought that was a bad call. But that wipes six off the board. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, you have the illegal forward. I'm not sure if you had exited the Rhino at this I point. Saw, I figured you had. I saw that one. But it then was... you have the illegal forward pass from Smothers to. Uh, I went I went back and watched that on the the TV copy and rewound it and in the history of Nebraska football who ran option for 3 decades ish How many times have you seen that that call never 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 called we've done that pitch a thousand times Right It's like it's so bad that's it's so, so bad. frustrating that's such a bad it's such a bad call on so many levels. I don't it, know. It's so frustrating. So uh, who scored the touchdown? Nixon. Will Nixon. That's Nixon, a, yeah. a, but and so what's but so that's BS, you know. But the thing why that's a big play. Well, there are a couple things with that whole scenario that I kind of liked. I kind of liked, and Frost said it after the game. They were going to run out the clock until Buffalo called timeout, and then Frost is like, "Okay, yeah, f you." Here's Smothers on a play action. We're throwing it down to Hickman, and then we're going to run an option and score. Yeah. Like I kind of like that in some ways. But here's why that that the crappy call and taking the touchdown off the board. Like think of all the think of the the butterfly effect of that play. Yes, always. So you take a touchdown off the board, which then forces Connor Culp to come out and kick another field goal, yep. and he misses, which. Homeboy was already like if Connor Culp was going home, he was at the bus station and a car drove by <laughs> and water, water went all over Connor Culp. And he was like, that was Connor Culp. Oh, that was that. Well, that's great. That was that moment to him. He had a horrible day, just water off the curb, crushing him. And he was like, Reiki. I mean, Connor Culp, like, you know, I've seen enough sports movies in my life that like, He's the guy right now where they have to have a team in- intervention and be like, what can we do to stop? Like, he's the guy in the in a golf movie that has the shanks. Yes. He's a, you know, the pitcher in Major, Major League. Two, yeah. Or the, yeah. The, the pitcher, in, the catcher in Major League Two that can't throw to right. second base. Like, he he can't kick right now. And this guy was the 2020 Big Ten kicker of the year. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. not like this guy has just showed up and he's like, you're hoping he can kick. Like, he showed last year he was a pretty good kicker. Now, I never thought he was Alex Henry 
Chris Brown. Like, I never thought he was one of those guys, but he was the all. I mean, the bottom line, he was an all conference kicker. And this dude has now he goes 0 for 3 field goals yesterday. He already missed two extra points. And then he missed another field goal, too. I thought it was just 0 for 3, but maybe but no, another field goal. And I think he missed it at Illinois games, maybe against Illinois. I can't. All I know, I, I thought, thought he missed one he's other missed field five goal. five or six kicks in three. in three games. And so, but but back to the, that's why that touchdown is extra frustrating because yeah. the touchdown getting wiped off is extra frustrating because now you now you go Connor Culp to the bus station and mm-hmm. the car soaks him. So he had a ride. He had a ride home. And, and, and because and was, we didn't he had score. a tough day and that <laughs> made it even worse. He goes, sorry, you're going to have to take the bus. And he's at the bus stop and he gets splattered. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. Connor the Dom- Cole Culp- oh, at a man. bus station just got doused yesterday. So but and then even a little thing like you know, now obviously Nixon knows he scored, but like Will Nixon, you never know, might be a guy that needs to help you at some point. He gets some confidence. Like it's just so many things frustrating with that. But nevertheless, three touchdowns wiped off the board with penalties. Two of them I thought were bad calls. One of them was legit. It's crazy how Nebraska just always finds themselves like doing stuff like that. But I, but also, I don't know what to say. So I, I mean, I, I'm bigger than just Nebraska. I think I have an issue with refs right now. Oh, in general, give it to me. I was watching the Penn State Wisconsin game, and they're blowing their whistles and determining the outcomes of games too much. Right, like they're making these huge calls that are terrible at huge moments in the game way too often like things that are just have no there's no need for them like these terrible targeting calls because they think somebody got hit hard right they don't they don't even stop and just like let the game be played and that pit it's a minute to go in the That's game you're going to call a forward pass on an option I, like what are you doing just, just give them the touchdown just, just swallow your whistle. Like there's going to be moments where you got to swallow your whistle in games, and it's the big moments. The bigger the moment, swallow your whistle. Or the smaller the moment, swallow your whistle. Yeah, the and big that, so, in between. Call right. Just call what me, you that think. Was a, that was just one of those plays. Like just, and they even reviewed it. Yeah. Like just like don't even call on the review. Like if you want to get technical with like where I mean it still was like even reviewing it, it was close to being down the line, but where he pitched it. The guy was, you know, when the guy's at a... That's what a, I don't... Like, right. he was back and to his left, and it was like a down-the-line pitch. But, like, when you see an option, the guy's actually at a nice, like, five-by-five five behind right. you. Like, they're running a correct option. So, like, don't give me this, like, he was just this past the line. Damn, it yeah. could have been... Like, you don't you do not do that every option. Like, swallow swallow your whistle. Frustrating. It's embarrassing that oh no, we I wanted to start with the defense because I wanted to start positive. But it's embarrassing that we're about 37 minutes into this thing. And we've not talked about Adrian Martinez because let's talk about this guy. Yes. The Dick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key 
for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. This dude is balling. That, his 71-yard run as was as good of an individual play as I've seen from an a offensive player. I mean, you're going, I think Dirk wrote about it. Like you're going like Amir Abdullah, McNeese state. You're going like, nobody's made a play like that, dude. Like, nobody's made that play. Nobody's made a play where they just against all odds. They beat a bunch of dudes and, and just make it happen. I mean, it was an incredible I yelled so loud that I scared I scared my five year old and then my one year old started crying. That's good. But that but that's <laughs> but think about how how often in sport you we've watched a million games, a million plays. How many plays truthfully make you scream like that? You know? I mean it, it was awesome, dude. It was that an was unbelievable awesome play. play. So he all of a sudden the last two games has started to started to kind of He's got a confidence about him. He's he's playing well. He's got the 71-yard touchdown run or the the 71-yard run that gets down inside the five that sets up a touchdown. The two touchdown throws to Ture were great balls. Yep. Um, so, I mean, he has nine carries, 112 yards yesterday. He was 13 of 19 with 242 yards and two touchdowns. And he had, he's had now two straight games, zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. And yep. I just... And again, keep in mind what we said at the start, that that box of weapons, you're not a lot of guys there. So he's having to do all this with not a lot of weapons and not a lot of help from the running backs, which I'll get in a, get to in a second. But like you and I have never, I mean, we're broke back mountain. I wish I knew how to quit you, Adrian. We've never quit Adrian. No. <laughs> We've never really quit on that guy. We've been frustrated, but like some people have truly thrown the towel on him yeah. the last couple of years. We always we've always seen like he's not to where even where we think he can be mm-hmm. like, but we've, we know that this dude, he's got some ability. He's got some, some natural ability. Um, I just think right now, physically, he looks as good as I've ever seen him. He, he just the cutting the weight. He's moving so much better that right. he's actually escaping that extra, that, that last guy that he wasn't getting away from the last two years. He's getting away from now, mm-hmm. which makes a difference. Um, a few good throws down the field that'll build some confidence. Really, it's just a few of the touch passes that we can't quite get. He's got to find those, and then it's like firing on all cylinders. Right. So I think for for me, it's the the touch. He's he he fires high, he fires long. If he could just get the ball a little lower and a little softer, sometimes the sky's the limit this year. It really is because right. he. Physically, right now, looks great. The way he's running, he's running. He's so really well. running the ball well. I mean, really running it well. And him and we said it last week. Him and Teray just continue to have a great connection. Uh, but man, he was really good yesterday. Yeah. And 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 it's the last two games have kind of shown why the people that can't that won't give up on him. Why like. Why, they why can't you can't? Quit quit. I, I wish you not to quit, you Adrian. Can't quit you. But when he makes those kind of plays, it's it's just incredible. Uh, 
The other thing we got to talk about, I mean, Ture, where would this offense be without Samari Ture? We'd be in big trouble. Oh, man. So he has two catches, 136 yards, both 68-yard touchdowns. He's had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. I mean, without, yeah, where this, Adrian's the MVP of the offense, but like you take Ture out of the equation. Holy mackerel. Yeah, well, see, the thing we got to have in this offense is we got to have a little bit more balance in the sense of like, I felt like they were at times they were just like they were just going to take away the run. And they were uh, like we I just saw too many times where it looked like they were manned up on us. And I was like, man, we got to just you got to fire at these dudes when they're doing this. I, and to raise a guy that is going to help us take the pressure off the run game, um, take the pressure off Adrian a little bit. We need another, somebody else to kind of to balance that out even more. But um, we got to find balance. So it's not all on. Adrian's shoulders to either all throw or all run himself. Right. Well, like, but that's the, the reality situation is, is that's kind of what it is right now. Like it's, it's a lot though. Man. It's a it's, lot to ask of that dude. And because still the, a major concern is the running, the running back run game and the ability f- to run between the tackles is still very problematic. Like, Nebraska yesterday, and to their credit, they really tried to run the ball yesterday. They were really committed to trying to run it. But the running backs had 31 carries between the group of them, 106 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. But John Bishop went a little deeper in into the, the run game stats, and he tweeted, so Nebraska's running backs had 21 runs, went for three yards or less. Wow. And only three went for eight yards or more. Yeah, that's not good. So you're not getting a lot. Now, I will say it's. I'm glad I rewatched the game because I did think in the second half, Gabe Irvin started to show you a little. I still don't think he's elite, no, but, but he, he had 51 he had yards rushing in the second Nick, half. Nick, he got he, – remember we talked about, I think, in the last pod was like, nobody's had a worse sort of opportunity than Gabe Irvin. Yeah. Just the sense of like every time he got a carry, like there was nothing, nothing. right? And he finally showed some op- what he could do if he had some openings. Looked pretty good. I liked the look of him. Um, my concern, which was like I felt like more at the running backs, is I actually now I'm more concerned about the offensive line. Like I, yeah. my, my concern has shifted there because I'm just not seeing – definitive push even the pockets against Fordham and Buffalo I'm like ooh, we're not really holding our pockets it just feels um it feels like there uh, there's there's some issues with with some of that just I holding blocks I completely agree I think as much as I don't think the running back stable is a bunch of overly talented guys a lot of the concern goes back to the the offensive line is if if you're writing down and we'll get down to concerns for three games, I'm not too sure the offensive line isn't number one. That's that's the, that's where it's like that's where it's moving to me. Where I would have said running back, yeah, it's now almost more like until the offensive line is shored up, you can't even see what these running backs can do. Really, right. I mean, right? it's just it's three games now against arguably. I mean. The three worst teams you, you we're going to play. You it's the three worst teams on your schedule, and you could two of which were non-power five. Now Buffalo is a good group of five. One was an FCS. You couldn't line up and just blow their ass off the ball. And again, 
when you get into the Big Ten, which is a trenches conference, if you can't win relatively consistently and get a push up front and hand the ball off to your running backs and run in between the tackles, you're in trouble. And that's still the thing that as much as I'm high on the defense and all this stuff, like all all the concerns go back to that to me. Yeah. And you know, what I think it's really hurt. I mean, Allen's been out there except for basically all this game, but no Vokalek, I think really hurts. Cause he's the best blocking tight end. Yeah. He's the best blocking tight end. And on the, I think they asked these, these edges, these guys blocking on the edges. So the tight ends and the receivers coming, like, you know, Hickman had a bunch of those. They have these guys coming across and having to like the backside sort of cut off or wrap around block. Um, those I feel like I, I've watched a lot of those where they miss there and the guy flies, you know, like where the, where the cutback yep, yep. is. I think we've had trouble there too. So I don't want to say it's offensive line only. I think it's offensive line and the sort the of edge. edge blocking has just not been there um, for these backs. Can because the one thing that has kind of been there. Can you can you? Can you piece together some semblance of a rushing attack centered around two things, running Adrian and running the option? I mean, I think the option has been good so far, but I agree. I mean, I think it's if we're charting just like good play, bad play, success, non-success of their running plays, the option has been by far their most successful running play. Explain to me why you can't. Now, I'm not saying they necessarily. I don't know if you can go all full fledged Army Navy because they're not. I mean, I'm not saying you have to run the option over and over and over. But like, can you run 15 to 20 options? Well, then you're an option team. I mean, but can you? I mean, I just don't. Nick, that's a lot on Adrian. It's a lot of pitches. And it's a lot of high risk. It's a high risk. I think for Adrian, that's a lot. So what's to a good number? Can, um, and maybe that's I, I don't a bad know. way to frame the question. I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I wouldn't think of it as like you have to run this number of options. I think if you got the matchups, you run as many as you want. But um, if that's all you're doing, Nick, and then they're going to adjust to that's yeah. all you're doing, just, then you had Adrian running into a defense setup to play the option every play. Off on him. I don't think you think of it like that. I think when you surprise them with the option a few times a game, it's been really good. I think keep doing that. Yeah, I, I think they need to continue. The one thing that that has been decent so far is it doesn't seem like there's a hesitation to call running plays for Adrian either. Now he also is scram, you know, 75 yard touchdown run against Illinois was a pass play and he scrambled the 71 yard play was a, a scramble out of a pass situation. But to me, they he's the offense is at its best when he's running. He's your best runner. I think it's at his best when he's scrambling. Right. Like so I, maybe think, that- I think actually less like, we got to run Adrian on a power. I actually don't know that I want that. Okay. Well, can you call pass plays with the understanding that you're basically like, do you I don't, scr- I don't know if you'll think fly, like this. Fly, like, fly. Yeah. I don't know. Like I maybe, maybe I'm, you know, this is like Madden couch sitting. It's, like, a, it's a little bit of that, but I think Nick, I don't think that that's necessarily sometimes on like third and short or even just in general, like I catch myself and I think my brother rolls his eyes. I'm like, Shotgun four wide nine routes and let Adrian find a seam. Yeah, uh, but but here's what here's where if you're a defensive coordinator and you're playing us, right? You probably then put a spy on him. But I think Adrian can win that. Like, 
Maybe. I, I think if you do it right, like the teams, like I want to say Illinois did a good job of um, keeping him in the pocket, right? So that when the rush lanes are good, they're not going way up the field and running around. Right. They're not creating those big gaps and seams. They were just trying to really compress him, keep him in the pocket. I mean, that's a great tactic as a defense is like you really hammer your, the rush lanes and not, you know, sometimes if they got an immobile quarterback, they'll just say, dude, just go right. run the edge, spin inside, do whatever, like get to the quarterback um, yeah, with Adrian, you probably do want to be careful with that. Adrian, I think you almost say, well, force I mean, him to stay in the pocket and make throws. I, I would probably lean towards like try to collapse the pocket and see if he makes a mistake. I, I that's my personal. I wouldn't well, let him yeah. scramble. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of I'm spitballing here on like how you can find because you got to you got to have some semblance of a rushing attack. I'm not saying you just bail on the running back run game, but. I just have a hard time feeling like Nebraska is going to be able to line up and have a ton of success handing the ball off. We here to running backs and running we, off tackle. Nick, we can't we can't run this offense if we don't try though. Like we have yes. to keep people honest with handing the ball off to our running backs. So I actually like the fact that we kind of stuck with the run, even though it was because yeah. you know as the game went on, it got a little bit better. I Agreed. thought. Agree. But like we we got to be able to do it. Like I think we have to kind of commit to like we have to do that so Adrian doesn't have to run it. Remember last year we just started running quarterback power all the time. It's like you just can't do that. We're gonna fumble. We're just it's too much of a pounding than to ask this guy to like sit back there and throw it all the time. I'd just be curious to see what the offense looks like moving forward with with trying to piece together all this stuff of like you got one legitimate receiver that's proven right now that's healthy that can make plays you have a, a stable of running backs that are okay you have yeah. an offensive line that is not consistently winning at the point of attack allowing you to run with your running backs and your best and most dynamic playmaker is your quarterback where he's at his best when he's just kind of playground football in it yeah like piecing that all together is going to be interesting. Yeah. I think we're still finding our offensive identity and the option's been good. The vertical passing game's been better, much better. People um, need to for, people forget how horrific it was a year ago. Yeah. I think it's almost, we're better when we, when we are throwing it down the field versus trying to do everything short. Right. Um. So I don't know. I think we, just getting a few explosive plays as changes the way I think about our offense. The fact that we've done it now I go, man, like makes it a lot easier. Like I mean, people are going to play us maybe tight. And that's what happens is basically you get, to, you get to bust a few on them. I mean, I should have done the math, but like, I mean, the lion's share of Nebraska's yards came on the 71 yard run and the two sixty-eight yard touchdown passes. Yeah. Like you have three enormous chunk plays. And other than that, it was a lot of, banging your head into the, to the wall, yeah. you know? And so I, I just, uh, the finding a way to run the ball with the running backs is something that is just, I don't, I don't know what that's really going to look like moving forward. What, what I was going to ask you, you know, they've talked about wanting to find a, a bell cow and like mm -hmm. hand it off to a dude. I mean, now we're three games in and it's been between Step, Irvin, and Morrison, it's been, you know, they're all getting in between like seven and 10 carries. Yeah. Like, is that what, are they just going to continue that or? They're going to continue it. Uh, some of the, I think there's some 
stuff is going to be based on packages, but I do think it's going to be like, they're going to rotate till somebody steps up. Right. Um, I think Irvin is the guy they want. And I, I think, I think Irvin's the guy they want. There's a reason he got the start yeah. at Illinois and even at Fordham, like, or maybe no step start against Fordham. Uh, but there, that shows you what he did over the course of a long period of time of practice. He set, he yeah. earned the job. I think it's also, I always wonder uh, how much coaches want to, the two touchdowns at the doorstep. They gave, gave him to Gabe, Gabe Irvin. I think that's a confidence thing though for Irvin. I they do too. We got to get him in. I love that move. Cause I was like, cause my thought was like, when we got in the one, I go, they need to get, get Irvin in the end zone. Totally agree. Those are the little things I was like, I was glad yeah. that those two touchdowns went to Irvin. If you want it to be him, which I do agree with you, I think they want it to be him. Yeah, you, they, and they kind of need him. He's smooth. I like I him. He's like a smooth operator. Step. I just do. I'm. I'm. He's smooth. I prefer Irvin over Step, but I don't think any guy is electric right now. Yeah, I, I think they all need to part. You know, any more like you got two or th- you got two to three running backs to always kind of contribute. So they need all three right now. Uh, but they need one to really step up. Totally, and it's got to probably be Irvin. Uh, as of right now, he seems like the guy. Um, anything else with the offense? Uh, I just man between like you said, Vokalek, Allen, uh, Martin, Omar Manning, Betts. Martin, and Betts. We got five guys that I hope they most of or all of them are back because we got Oklahoma. Yes, I mean it's uh, th- that's. When we get to concerns, that's going to be on one of them is just the weaponry being a little shaky at this point. We are. I wanted to talk about special teams. You already went into it. I mean, Culp, we got a we we got a code red potentially with Connor Culp. He needs he needs to get his uh, clothes to the dry cleaning. He needs a hot shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs some yacht rock. Him oh, and Cam Taylor Britt need to carpool to the he game. He needs to go to like a. Zen. Rancho Relaxo. Yeah, Rancho. <laughs> Let's get him to Rancho Relaxo. <laughs> Where Marge went. Um, what was the, what were we working on with uh, Jurgens last year? Wearing women's underwear? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or wear yeah. a garter belt under right, his head. Right, yeah, dude, the whole, he, I mean, just he needs, needs something. He needs to just be, he needs, his mind needs to be somewhere besides don't miss. Because, <laughs> man. <sighs> well, and dude, you know what? Actually, I was watching on, uh, I watched because I went and I wanted to watch a couple of those plays that I missed. Uh, and his field goal might have been good. He might have made that. Which one? His last kick. Okay. So it went like right over the upright. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. It was like in and then like, you know, went over. Okay. And then it was like it finished to the. So it was up. close maybe? It might have went over the top, which isn't that good. I don't know. How th- it, here's how I judge it, right? He didn't that yeah the that slow was, mo of it going over the people in North Stadium there was a handful of them that went good right and Connor Culp went like very casually like yeah that's in he was at the bus station and he's like I got a ride home no I don't you know and then but then he <laughs> he was surprised <laughs> <laughs> he was very surprised. <laughs> Got a ride. I don't. He was poor kind of so stupid. But Colt, man, I don't know. I mean, Yacht Rock, don't take the bus. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Like, 
It's, a, it's not good, man. I mean, it's a rough weekend to be Connor Culp. Man, dude needs something. I don't know. He's sitting at the bar. Just oh, like, he's just like, he's leaning yeah, forward he goes, yeah, past. And I went out there and they said, kick it, Connor. And I was like, all right. No, it's like, why couldn't they just score the touchdown? Score a touchdown. I'll make the extra point unless it's that ill. And, all right. Yeah, I'm Connor Culp. <laughs> Who's asking? What do you want to know? Who cares, uh, huh? Uh-huh. Just a game anyway. Lace is out. <laughs> Ray Finkel over here. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> they don't see all the work kickers do, and they just <laughs> get all the blame. And Culp's on a one-way ticket to Ray Finkelville. Oh, God. I mean, come on, brother. What uh, just sucks is you can't, you know, in regular football, even Cam Taylor Britt's like you drop a punt, it's like go hit some. You're like, you know, you yeah! play, you get to hit somebody, you get to play. Like Connor Culp. Kicks field goals and he has to go sit over there and or go, go like kick into the net. Yeah, and, and it's like, like I gotta wait uh, until the next kick, right? To to kick one, you know, right. you don't get to like be out there and and release your. The greatest thing, like people always ask me, like, does did football make you nervous? And I'd be like, like when you're out there playing, you're. T- I always thought being tired was like I never had a nerve if I was tired. I'd just be like, I'm too tired to be nervous. Right. <laughs> so I'd never be nervous because yeah. you're like, oh god, this right. is right. Never, never nervous. But right. like, if you had to, if you said, "Bo, you got to go think and sit." That's why golf's so hard. It's like, right. okay, the 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 putt that's this long. If you think about it for an hour and then have to putt it, it's hard. Yes. If you're like exhausted, you got to walk up and putt. It's an easier putt. That's why it's all here, and it's that's what's concerning. Here. It's Just like putt it again. That's why that illegal for the that illegal forward pass was sneaky and huh. disaster. Just because it added more to the, again, it was the end of the day <sighs> bus stop thing. But Colt, oh man, he, he needs to not he needs to not go to Ray <laughs> Finkelville. But and then real quick, I think you're with me. The Cam Taylor Britt, that's on Cam to yell Peter, 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 because you, your decision you be screaming like because he tried to was, fair catch it. His thought was, I got to catch the ball, right? Because he's thinking, I got to catch the ball, right? Instead of being like. Where am I at? It's the right move far. is right. Peter, Get Peter, away. Peter, let it bounce. Right. That's that's just like like I said, that's a pressing thing. That's all it is. <sighs> the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Everybody that knows my athletic background, you know, as a quarterback in high school. But you know, I believe in establishing the run game. And even more than that, I believe in establishing the Runza game. That's an original Runza cheeseburger, some onion rings, double dipped in a homemade batter little bit of a pop to top it off. You know, in football, you establish a run. But at lunch, you establish the Runza. It's just that simple. So get out to Runza today and establish the Runza game or check out the delicious salads. You got the chicken bacon ranch salad, sweet berry chicken salad, and my personal favorite, the Southwest chicken salad. You got to get out to Runza, establish a Runza game, or get a salad. Either way, you are going to leave satisfied Runza makes it all better. I'm telling you, like, and Frost called out the press conference. He's like, and he says, he said, you got to call Peter there. He goes, we got to coach him up better. To, and we already have, we got to train him better than we already train have him or whatever it is. But like, but it's, it's a guy that's still pressing. That's I just all don't is. know what that they're still doing the rotating thing. Ture went back there a couple of times, um, which I think adds to the, I think that is like, that's pouring gas on the cam wanting to make up. I feel like the more he went out, he would go out there, the more he would maybe calm down a little bit. Sure. I mean, Nick, but, the guy's done it before. It's like the issue has become 
at what point this, do like, you- butterfly effect thing like we talk about, like the unintended, like- I think in some the, ways, everything, like the first play, his safety- that, Nick, that play- I think it set the tone that Cam is still in a funk that he can't get out of. And I think in some ways, it's set a tone. It's kind of set a tone for the season a little bit. I, mean, Nick, that, like, I really think if that play is different, I'm not so sure. I don't want to go too crazy like Uncle the, Rico. It's like, I think- Nick, I, I think they beat Illinois. They're you know, you know they I do. Think they, I really think everything goes back to that play. Be, here's the thing. It's like, and this is the part that where if you're not a Nebraska fan, you have no sympathy for this type of thinking. No. Okay, the, the type of thinking I'm going to do here. But the luck, it, it's bad luck that his first punt return that he was going to try to catch goes down to the one-inch yard line. Like, it sucks that that's the right. the, the opportunity that, that like if he doesn't have to do that even we're not in that situation right and then the like the, the concept but like it, the reality is it did happen and he didn't do it right but like I hate that like all like the next one like bounced weird at him and then this one was like his guys got blocked like that doesn't happen that much Nick right but like he's had three three punt returns and three terrible kind of situations in three games right and that's like that's life you got to do better yeah i mean it's ultimately but it's on also, him but it's, it's also, also like, like as a nebraska fan you go like, like can, can can this dude just get one of those easy like an easy return because he's he's been he back there and he can't even like he hasn't had one easy return no just give, him, give him one that's one of those just just a kick right to him he's got a little room just but to this get is bad. This is where because even we, when he caught one, yeah. there was that there was that sarcastic cheer from Memorial Stadium. But it, it, that's you where know, it's inside, like it was like I know this is bad thinking. White Snake yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe he's been listening to White Snake, and that's the problem. <laughs> I think it's I'm telling you, Yacht Rock is the answer. But he, it'll be interesting now because Frost keeps throwing him out there, and. I mean, I we get were it. surprised after the second game. I know. I mean, he keeps on throwing them out there, and it just you go against good teams and muff a punt. Like that feels like. I wonder how many games. You know, they do like your record when you get a punt blocked or whatever. Like, I wonder what your record is when you muff a punt, especially in a bad. It's probably pretty bad. You know, because usually if you muff a punt, it's a you're you're likely giving the other team great field position, but. I'll be interested to see. Now, a lot of it is, you know, Martin was one of the guys that first went out there. He's yeah. hurt. Uh, you know, Brody Belt had his one play against Fordham where he muffed one and went out of bounds. So they, I mean, Nick, the alternatives right now aren't great. No. So, I mean, the one thing with Cam is like they trust Cam more than a lot of people back And there. I do think there's something to he's the one guy that can make a play. He's their but best the player. Is, I mean, I at know, some point, if you just, say we don't trust our best player, like I was, I was like, you're in a weird spot with him because I feel like every, I think all of Cam's confidence is stemming from punt returner right now. And I think because that's not going well, everything's kind of not going well for him. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'm not, I don't know enough about, I'm, I'm sure if we could come down here with chins and watch the game and he would tell me oh great play. cam yeah. did great great I think great cam's I mean, doing fine on yeah i don't think cam's yeah. necessarily out there looking like you know horrific but like he's he's gotten beat a couple times and i don't think he's played great but so i think they're in this weird spot where like i feel like if they yank him from punt returner it's just a bad look it's for a him. bad yeah. look for them it's a bad look for him i don't know it's a weird situation i actually give him credit like i was i was thinking that he wasn't going to be back there after the second game and they're sticking with him like sticking to me him. like if you if you're saying like hey we we show trust and we're 
we're backing our guys and this, he's one of their guys. Like they're backing him. Now it's his job. Like at some point you got to make, like, I do wonder Maybe if Martin, I wonder if Martin were healthy, if that would have been different. I don't think, I think he would still be back there. Yeah. They're they're And if I think they're going to put him out there again, down with the, the ship here a little bit, they're going to, yeah, they're going to put him back there again. And yeah. I think he's now on the, like, tell you what, we Frost has shown as a coach, like whether it's Jurgens in the high snaps, Cam Taylor, Brennan, the part returner, like if he believes in you, he's going to ride with you through th- yeah. the, the face palms. But, but if he had Ohio state's roster, that would not right. be the option. Case. You're yeah. You're only you're, as loyal as your, options. you're as loyal as your options. And I respect that he's being loyal. Right. Even though he's he, like, he's taking criticism for being loyal. So he's doing it despite what others want, which is right. that shows true loyalty. But like, but is it you also don't have to do that? If you got an all American, like, I mean, you got you someone want Olave or do you want the other wide receiver, all American back there? <laughs> Take your pick. If you yeah. can't catch it, he will. Like right, right now, it's like with Cam Taylor Britt. Then we got Brody Belt or who? you know, but like Brody might not be like yeah. I don't know. Like, what's your name? It's like Mark Muff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Muff, get out there, show me what you got. Clark coughs up a lot. <laughs> like, your name's Clark. Coughs it up a lot. Mark Muff. Clark coughs it up a lot. What's your name? Terry <laughs> Turnover. Terry <laughs> Turnover. Uh, Frankie Fumble? What? <laughs> These are my other options or Cam Taylor Brett. <laughs> I'm going to go with Cam Taylor <laughs> Mark uh, Muff. <laughs> Mark Muff. You have Mark Muff, Terry Turnover, Frankie Fumbles, and Clark Cops Clark it up. Uh, I mean, what would you do if you were if you were looking and those were your options? You're looking at Mark Muff. <laughs> Should we go with Muff? What do you guys think, Muff? Are we go with Muff. Terry Turnover had a decent day in practice today. Terry Turnover had a lot of reps today. I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, this is the hardest special teams meeting I've ever been in. Uh, Somebody's got to make the call. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man! <laughs> Mark, Mark Muff. I don't know which name I like the most. Mark Muff. Mark Muff. Mark Muff. Oh my God! Okay. Oh. So uh, <laughs> the other, but I mean, finally, punt. They punned him deep a couple of times, which me being a punt lover, I was excited about. When they pinned it on the one, Nick, I, I did turn, you think of me? I turned the people I was with. I go, Nick will love this. Oh, it's my I your favorite play was that Henrik time up the snap, get in there. I love the down and at the one. That was fantastic. Oh god, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Hammer through some of these concerns because I got a nice little play on words at the end of this thing. Uh, concerns through three games. We've kind of we've already been over just to run game, O line, yeah, special teams, punt returner, Culp. Uh. I wrote down Cam Taylor Britt. I just think he's got to get going. What are you still having about Mark Muff and Terry <laughs> Turnover and Clark comes it up a lot? Freaking Culp, freaking fum. And every time I think of Connor Culp getting splashed on the side of the road, I I want to laugh. That's what that play was. He had a horrible day, holding a briefcase. For some reason, he took a briefcase to the game. He's in a suit, tie loose, and just got crushed. Oh my god. Um. 
injuries to the weapons. <laughs> and then this team still, I don't know if people haven't thought of this, this team still cheddar bobs themselves way too much. <laughs> Cheddar Bob themselves way too much. Cheddar Bob shoots himself with his own gun. Cheddar Bob shoots himself with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you punks. That's a great. Wayne did my girl, but I'm still standing here screaming. We kind of are though. We we shoot. They're Cheddar Bob right now. If Nebraska's team was a character from any movie, it would be Cheddar Bob. Yeah, they're Cheddar Bobs. They're Cheddar Bobbing it too much. Got to quit shooting themselves in the foot. That's a. Uh, things I feel good about Martinez, the defense, in particular linebackers, and then Ture. I mean, Ture is balling. Uh, can we give some quick thoughts on next week, real quick, as we wrap oh, this thing up? God, yeah. I mean, it's it's on Nick. It's the week, man. Woo. Oklahoma, Nebraska. Can I start with this? Let me preface this real quick, though. With I think Nebraska's going to lose. I think there's a chance it gets it gets. Not good. But at the same time, is there a chance Big 12 football's a little weak? Like, Iowa dominated Iowa State. Texas got rocked by Arkansas. Maryland kind of controlled West Virginia in week one. For instance, nobody in the Big 10 is as bad as Kansas is. Yeah. Uh Big 12 has developed a little bit of a reputation of being a little bit of a softer league. Uh, is there, I'm just, just throwing it out there. I mean, it was like they, Oklahoma did have a tough time with Tulane. Uh, they murdered Western Carolina, I think yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, it's a little bit of a softer finesse conference. Like I'd, I'd feel way worse. Would you rather play Oklahoma or Georgia? Like, I think I'd be more afraid to play Georgia. I think right now playing an SEC team would be, well, yeah, I think that's way I worse. just think the teams that are super f- just it, physical. Yeah, uh, here, here's the reality is. I really tried to be glass half full with. That's that, But, but here, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I like, like you said, you said you don't think we're going to win. That's probably, yeah, I, I mean, that's realistic. Um, this team's more talented than us. Yeah. If we want to get in a track meet, they're going to win. Yeah. If we can assert physical nature to this game on, like if we can impose a little bit of will to them and muck up the game, make it, I think we almost make it slow and ugly. I think that's what, and that's what's going to be interesting to see how, because that's not necessarily how Frost wants to coach, but you, if this game, what's the number that if this game, I just don't know if like, you, I don't think Nebraska can win a game above 35. No, no. I mean, we score 20 to 30 points a game. That's like, if this game gets in do. the 30s, Nebraska's like, if, if, yeah. if this game gets to be above 30, Nebraska's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, if Adrian plays out of his mind, anything can happen. That's tr- absolutely true. Like, if we have a great game plan, um, we're physical and Adrian is on the mark, right? We'll be okay. Like, think good things will happen now. How our defense responds to uh, an elite quarterback and a lot of talent, that's almost like 
Our offense, I, I mean, it's hard to expect a lot out of our I mean, offense. It's hard to right expect now. that they're going to go out there and like going to pound Irvin For, and get a bunch so of Fordham, I mean, Fordham and Buffalo and Illinois made our offense really have to work for a half or three quarters. Like right. really, it wasn't easy. Why would it be easier against Oklahoma? It's so, not going to be. Yeah. Now, the difference is our defense versus their offense. Got a veteran secondary. Everybody else is you know playing pretty good. Uh, nobody's, you know, uh, nobody's crazy elite compared to Oklahoma, but we should match up okay. I think defensively, like, again, this is what's hard. This You can make a case this is going to be the best offense they play uh, all year by a mile. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, I don't, I'm trying to characterize exactly how I feel. I don't necessarily feel like Nebraska's defense is going to go F and stone them, but I think they're going to hang in there. I th- I think this is the game like we talked we've been talking about the secondary being the strength of this team the yeah. secondary being uh veterans this is the game I mean last year against Ohio right. State the secondary didn't have a good day no this is the game the secondary is the, I think it's going to win or lose the game for us so like you like I think we know what we got from the front seven we don't get a lot of sacks we're pretty solid against the run tackle well um can this secondary match up with these receivers? Can they break up some passes, get some turnovers, you know, not give up big plays? Those three things, we're going to look all right. And the other thing, like the, the the offense has to, now obviously, ideally every possession ends in points, but you need to get, you. this needs to be a day where the offense at least, they can't have very many three and outs. Like they, yeah. they got to they got to sustain some, even if they don't result in points, like they need to, they need to have some possessions that are two first downs and you eat five minutes off the clock. Like oh, Nick, I, it, it, I always, I have a philosophy. If you're a finesse team and they're a physical team, and they're better than you make it a track meet, right? If they're a finesse team and you're a finesse More, or physical yeah. doesn't matter. And they're better than you. You muck it up. And you slow the game down so much. So, in my opinion, they're finesse and they're better than us. So, our one choice is muck it up. Slow it down. Slow it down. You hold the clock. You want to basically run the clock out all game long and control the ball, try to get some points on the board, and get it to the fourth quarter. That's your goal. That's That's it. all you're trying to do. And that has to be a collective mindset. Totally agree. Like, you sometimes you do have to embrace. No one likes to, like, as a player, you never want to go into a game feeling like, man, we can just go toe-to-toe. Like, everyone wants to feel like that, right? But there are certain times, I mean, you can maybe even speak to this, when you guys went to USC your junior year. Yeah. Like, you guys kind of went there, and it was clear you guys were trying to, like, ground and pound. Ground and pound and, like, you know, which is what you needed to do. There are times as an athlete, like you want to be confident, but you also need to be look in the mirror and see reality. They need to understand, like, we can't go just toe to toe with them and go play for play and think we're going to win a track meet. So you got to embrace that. And to your point, muck it up, slow it down, make it an uncomfortable game. Yeah. As much as you can. It was like what I mean, Illinois and Minnesota did that to us. Yes. I mean, Minnesota, this what Minnesota did to us last year. That was like extreme. I mean, they, they literally never snapped the ball with more than like 
one or, or two, two seconds, seconds on the play like, clock. But it's almost like it sets a tone for the game. It almost makes the other team uncomfortable right. with how slow the game goes. And you, you impose your will by doing that. It makes the other team's energy change. Um, it just like, it throws off their rhythm. Like if, it, if they're going fast and making plays, they feel good. If they all of a sudden have to sit over there for a while and then they get a couple three and outs, then they're just like, man, we're at, maybe we should try something that we don't, you know, get some out of their game. Like you got to get them out of their game and you got to, as a team go like, look, this is our strategy. We're just sticking to the strategy and we're going to get to the fourth quarter. Let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. Where do you draw the line on doing what gives you the best chance to win versus doing what you're built to do? Does that make sense? Like if you're uh, like, do it, what gets you the chance to like, I'm a believer in played the game to win. Like you're winning whatever you got to do to win. What, you do. what if deep down inside, you know, as a coach, it doesn't matter what we do. We're probably not winning the game. You do the thing that gives you the best chance to win. It, right. Right. Okay. So to me, this is a game. That's a strat. Like the strategy is that, like I would say, this if is your defense, game- your defense has clearly shown they can now again, it's Fordham and Buffalo, but they've, yeah. they've, I mean, like, I get it. Like, those numbers are what they are. They have not – this is the first time Nebraska in back-to-back games has held their opponent to a touchdown and a field goal since 2003. Yeah. So, like, that's reality. Like, they have shown that they've been – they're decent. Like, I think you got to lean on them. you got to lean on Martinez, and you got to slow the game down. But I guess yeah. my question – I may be poorly phrased, like – I think you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, you go, can, what's can, our identity? Can, Let's can Nebraska, is Nebraska good at, like, are you taking an already, are you taking an offense that's already not very good and then making them play not to their strengths even more by slowing them down? Does that I, make sense? I don't sense? think of it as, like, you can't do some of the things you do well. I just think it's, like, the way you go about it, which is, like, Nick, we've never milked the clock to one second. And never. we've never been, like, it's... It's grinding out, like slow it down, field position. Like that's where you maybe you punt the ball instead of going for that fourth down on like just cross the 50. Maybe you're like, let's go. I say, no, you punt it. Like you're way more apt to punt. You're way more apt for field position. But it's all about clock management and slowing it down. Like you got to make them uncomfortable with how slow the game is. And I would do what Frank Solich did the week of the Oklahoma game, preparing for it in 2001. Crouch told a great story on my podcast where when they came in for meetings the week of the Oklahoma game in 2001, Frank Solich played a highlight tape of all the trick plays in the history of this rivalry. Mm -hmm that have proven to be enormously important. Yeah. We just did Husky Classic Recaps 2001, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Oh, you yeah. have Black 41 flash reverse pass. The other thing that I would do if I were Frost, because something you haven't seen a lot in Frost tenure, I can think of one, like you had the one trick play where McCaffrey threw the ball to Spielman against Iowa in 2019. Mm-hmm. Other than that, They've not ran very many trick plays. You're probably going to have to go in your bag of trick plays here. Maybe you disagree, but I think when you think of the history of this rivalry, the nature of this offense's 
inept weaponry to be able to yeah. make explosive plays outside of Torrey and Martinez. I just, I don't know. I don't, I think dialing up some sort of reverse pass, something, you know, halfback pass, something. Oh, they'll, they'll have some tricks up their sleeves. And I think this is the game that um, we've been pretty vanilla in terms of, you know, just running more of our base stuff. Uh, I, I think this is the game. Like Nick, if there are tricks and like, they're going to pull them out, pull them out. Baby. I mean, they've been, they haven't tried to right. flash to this point, but um, yeah, I, I think you got to sell out. I mean, if this is, if there's a game, you're going to run Adrian a lot. This is it. I mean, like this is the stuff where like, this changes your program. You win this if game. You win it. You so, win this game. It's a it's a season changer. It's a potentially tenure at Nebraska changer for Frost. Like a lot changes if you go win this game. Well, if you remember, we uh, we were at Ohio State. Urban Myers, the coach. We were in a good position to win that game four years ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't get it done. Um. Didn't so, Spielman drop a drop a touchdown yes. going in? Yeah. I mean, like that's and Martinez turned it over. I think at like the ten. Yeah, I mean it was it was, was it was a backwards pass that maybe went, it was there was something as they were gonna get points. Yeah, and they but yeah, but it, like that that like that's that was our only other chance where we were really in one for a program changing win. We didn't you know, but we this this could be another. This is another. This is the chance really this year. It's that. That in Ohio State is really a program changing win. Those Where, how do you think the pressure is? What do you think the pressure is? They should have is no like? pressure. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's the 50th anniversary of, of the game of the century. Like that's added to there. But Nebraska should be going in this game going, there's no pressure, right? What's the pressure? Like in a weird way, Nobody this sounds so. weird. I mean, I got to think if I even believe this before I say it. Like, it's a bigger game because the nature of a bigger game playing a higher profile opponent that raises the butterflies a little bit. But like you could argue that there this team felt more pressure yesterday against Buffalo and Illinois and Illinois than they feel in this game. Because it's one thing that's what it's one thing to do something when no one expects you to do it versus to do something when everyone expects you to do it. And if you don't do it, they're going to crush you for it. And this game's just the pressure dynamic is interesting. And I think in some ways frost hasn't had a bunch of opportunities to, to motivate and coach and lead from this vantage point where you're, he can play the card of, he can play that card of, of no one, Everyone thinks we're going to get killed. Everyone's, you know, like you can really kind of play those like no one believes in us stuff. And I think this is an opportunity, Nick. I, I it's that's so spot on. Like we are in a spot where take a swing, play to play to win and steal one from these guys because nobody thinks you can win. Nobody expects you to win. And the pressure has only been like if Frost doesn't beat these teams, he should beat. Uh, this program's dead and right. doomsday like nobody thinks you're going to win nobody ex- they've been writing this as an l for two years now no doubt so like it's almost a relief i think you get to go be on the big stage play against a great team and nobody thinks you're going to do anything and these are the games too also like i mean you're i mean these are the games you live for as a player oh, like yeah. you, yeah, you know yeah. like you are so much more I mean, we talk about the pressure, but like you're so much more excited for this game than you are Buffalo and Fordham. And uh, I mean, you're just. Well, and, and this is like I said, and the other part is like, you know, it's one thing to play in these games when you're like 
top 10 and their top 10, then it's the pressure still, yeah, you know, it's a different kind. It's of, a different yeah. kind of pressure than like right now it's, it's, there'll be butterflies cause it's a good team and it's a big, you know, it's a big uh, atmosphere, but the, I mean, the pressure's on Oklahoma. So we'll right see, now. I mean, cause the bottom line is you got a, if you're trying to look for things you can be confident in, you got a quarterback that's a four-year starter that's played arguably his best football the past two games. Mm-hmm. Then you got an experienced defense that's should feel good about how they've played the past six quarters, haven't yeah. given up a touchdown in six quarters. Like when you go on the road, those are two things you probably need to be portable and you need to lean on. You better have a quarterback that's ready to to ball out. I'm think Adrian's ready to play well and you better have a defense that that is at least somewhat suited to handle what's going to get thrown at you and so I don't know I mean again I say all that to say or I say all that and I said at the start of this like I think there's a better chance that this thing gets out of hand but, probably right yeah. but I mean who knows it, I mean who, who if knows somewhere to, if somebody would walk in and say you guys have no chance to win I'd be like I would argue that to my death like there's all there's a chance there's always a chance um if you're like a uh, i mean a team even to our level there's always a chance i mean we just i just watched arkansas beat the crap out of texas last well, and i mean tulane like, tulane went to norman oklahoma two weeks ago yeah. and had the ball that's, driving and could have won saying. the game like he, like everybody this isn't bit, like if, if nebraska was going to tuscaloosa now that's i go that's closer to you got no chance i would i would yeah, it's close to the ninety nine percent to one percent. Where right. this is more like it's ninety to ten. Yeah, like again, there's I think you and I are chance. realistic. We're like, we both think Oklahoma's going to win this game. Yeah, but there's, there's a ten percent chance. You yeah. play it ten times, we win once. But it, but you this needs play, to be. You have to play Alabama a hundred times, right. to get the one. Right, probably. totally agree. And but this game's going to be a lot in how I think how it's managed, how it's called to to give yourself a chance to be in there, and we'll see. I mean, we need some breaks, you know, those right. penalties and the things that like we need them to go our way. We need the other ones to go their way. We need when the ball bounces, it doesn't bounce and hit. Cam the ball gets tipped in the air, you know, yeah, or it's it, we need some things to just not like when the when the punt goes, it doesn't carry to the one inch. It just goes all the way to the end zone. Like, right. A foot here, a ball bounce there versus there. We need those things to go our way. Yes. I mean, whenever you're trying to, in, in an upset like this, you need all the breaks. Yeah. And if we if they don't go our way, we'll blame it on the curse. There you go. We could blame it on the Frank Solich curse. Does that work? But, okay. Oh. I mean, we feel good about it. Anything uh, we've talked about? Yacht Rock, Frank Fumble, Mark Muff. I mean, we got... Clark coughs it up and... Uh, Terry Turnover. Terry Turnover. We'll see who trots back there against Oklahoma. I hope it's Mark Muff. That's a, that was a tough special teams meeting, though. It was tough to figure out who you want. Who are they Cam Taylor Britt, just <laughs> turnover galore. You got your stable of, of guys you're choosing from. It's not good. It's yeah. not good. All right. Well, uh, man, week from week from today, we'll be recapping this bad boy. Maybe we'll be talking about the game of the century. Oh, 2006. Hold on. Do we make an agreement? If Nebraska wins, do we booze? Oh, for the recap, we're going to party like it's 1999, like it's 1971, like it's 19. We're going to party like it's 1971, which means that we'll go out and uh, smoke cigarettes, smoke cigarettes, drink tap beer. Cause they knew it. And they didn't have bars only had like, like you could get, maybe you could get a shot, but there was literally, they just didn't have all the foo-foo drinks. You basically, everybody drank beer at the bar. They said, 
So we'll go. Be- would that be a beer pod? It maybe be a beer pod. I mean, I'm down for that. Party like it's 1971. Party like it's 1971, baby. Okay. This was great. Right. This was good. Let's just uh, catch this next bus here. Okay. 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 No, 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 no. A Huda Media Production.